It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Well, Eric, today is the final episode in our greatest biography series. Boy, but there's a little pressure on this one. I mean, if you're going to do a little countdown thing like we've been doing, you better... In fact, we probably should have hid the book. Oh, that's... You, should, you still could. Uh, Before they see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they could also fast forward and uh, uh, hear, hear what it is. Uh, before we actually dive into the number one, yeah. uh, we wanted to bring up some honorable mentions. Uh, because as we mentioned on the very first episode, when we were trying to figure out, okay, what is... How are we ranking the greatest yeah. biographies? Uh, you had your point system uh, that we so used. This is a really good point system, really. except for the fact that you didn't vote <laughs> the way I had wanted you to vote. So you used your voting prerogative differently than I would have thought you should have. Uh, but, well, I, I have no, I'm not going to make a political statement about voting. But uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, the, the books happened to get in the order that they, they did. But we at least wanted to mention... <laughs> A few honorable mentions. In other words, they were on the list, but they just didn't rank up in the top seven. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to list them really quick. And if you have any sure. uh, maybe thoughts of mentioning any of them particularly. Uh, but we had David Wilkerson's Crossing the Switchblade. Yes. Don Richardson's Peace Child. Mm-hmm. Keith Green's No Compromise. Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. Richard Wormbrandt's Tortured for Christ. George Mueller's Autobiography. And Oswald Chambers' Abandoned to God. I mean, that... I look at those books. I'm like, wow, how did they not make the list? Yeah. But it's it's not that they're not good enough. They are phenomenal biographies. They just didn't make our top seven. Anything yeah. you want to say about those? Well, each one of them could be an episode. That's what's dangerous about, you know, when you start getting us on books. And I mean, my life was changed by No Compromise, Keith, the story of Keith Green. And so that changed my life. So people could be mad that that didn't even make the list. But I didn't put that in my top I don't even think when I was voting, I didn't put it in my top eight. If I had said impact, it would have had to be right near the top because it changed my life. But as far as quality of a book and what I am going to get out of it, you know, I would say it's still an extraordinary book, but I'm going to, I mean, you and I didn't even argue on this one. For both of us, this book is our number number one one book, which is a pretty cool thing. I think number two Yep. Uh, last week was... And I think number three. And number three. I think we're in agreement. Our top three are... Which is lockstep. That's pretty cool that you and I could land that. It's when it gets into four, five, ones. six, and seven, <laughs> eight that we start to go a little funny. Well, and before we even get into God Smuggler, um, we're going to make... For those who are interested in like, okay, what else is on your list of just great biographies to read? We're going to make a PDF available in the show notes where you can just download some of just our all-time favorite. They're not going to be in an order, but just some of our all-time favorite Christian biographies that if you're just looking for more of this kind of material that have just impacted us, um, we'll just give the, make that available. Um, but here's number one. Uh, it's, oh. This is good. Uh, it's Brother Andrew's God Smuggler. Do you want to give a quick overview of the book for oh, yeah, those who haven't read it? Uh, Brother Andrew is... Uh, just a young man in Holland, and World War II is going to start, which sounds like I'm repeating. Yeah, like a lot of our books yeah, apparently are a World War II. <laughs> it is. It is funny because, yeah, it is evidence not seen is a World War II. Uh, Reese Howells was World War II. So it is Hiding place, train for the Lord. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is interesting how many of those uh, center around that. But uh, he's going to actually go fight over, was it the Philippines? I don't remember. That's not like the significant aspect of the book is where he fought. But he was fighting as a soldier with a death wish and didn't know God, had no interest in God. 
and he's going to encounter God. And when this, when Brother Andrew encounters God, that's not his real name. That was his code name because of what he's going to end up getting into in his life, which turns out to be Bible smuggling. But the course of his life is very moving to me. And it's sort of like a Reese Howells type of storyline where you're watching God start with a young man and turn him into malleable clay and break him and then rebuild him into one of the most mighty men I have ever seen in the modern era. And if not the most mighty man in the in the modern era. And one of the tough things is he just passed away a few weeks ago. I gave a sermon. If if anyone wants to listen to a very interesting sermon, I think it was called More Radical. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll put a link for that in the, okay, in the show notes too. And I, this book, I mean, I think about how many ways this book has impacted my life personally, my marriage, this environment of Ellerslie, and I'm sure you could give your list too, but there's actually quite a few major things about our life, our ministry uh, that are impacted by this book. And one of my favorite just realities of of this of this book is you see a man who is once God grabbed a hold of him and he grabbed a hold of God, he was he's a, he's a picture of all in Christianity is how yeah. I describe it. it. It is the very thing that I esteem, which I think is why it ranks as number number one on our list, which is why it's so impacted Ellerslie. <clears throat> but but you just see this man who, when he has nothing, trusts his God. Uh, when when he's doing the most daring adventures, he trusts his God. And you just see this reality of God. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this earlier in this this series, but there's that great quote, often attributed to D.L. Moody. But he heard Henry Varley say, "You know, the the world has yet to see what God can do with a man fully yielded to Him." And D.L. Moody sought to be that man. And I would even say, I, I read a book like God Smuggler. I'm like, wow, what God can do through a man fully yielded. And yet, this isn't even the pinnacle. So I, I just love that aggressive, audacious trust yeah. to be all in on on, yeah. on God. Well, the impact on Daily Thunder, which I think should be at least be mentioned, even if it's not the biggest impact out of the book for both of us, it's an impact. And it actually impacts the fact that we're here right now. Right. When we were deciding to do Daily Thunder it was based on a premise point in out of God's Smuggler. In fact, we used to reference that. In fact, if you can go back and even hear the first Daily Thunder episode. My guess is we would have referenced it. That, that's just a guess. I can't remember. Well, I know if you all. if you look at which ones fall on the Sunday, uh, we mentioned it multiple times on the Sundays because yeah. we were having to do it. That's true because we were coming in Sunday morning, and it would oftentimes be an empty church, yep. and you would be in the back, or uh, if it was you, then no, and then I would hear record it, run up, do it, and then come yeah. back in. <laughs> and so, but one well, there's a scene in this where Brother Andrew is in his training season, right before he's going to go through a school, which sounds very similar to Ellerslie, right? And he's staying with this older businessman who is working in a homeless shelter. And he goes to the, the older man, takes him with him during the day, because uh, Brother Andrew's living with him, and takes him with him that day and sets up chairs, you know, for some kind of like meeting, some kind of teaching, revival meeting type of a thing for these homeless people. And no one shows up. And the man gets up. This businessman gets up and preaches. And Brother Andrew's looking around like, am I the loony here? I mean, he's preaching to empty chairs. And so he sort of talks about that with this guy afterwards, like, uh, so no one was there uh, to hear it. And in a sense, and I am going to paraphrase here, but it's just like preaching is never wasted. When you preach the truth in this realm, it matters 
and because you're upholding the truth and it's like someone's listening. It's sort of like his, his concept. It's like God works with obedience and truth. And uh, so they're on their way home and they run into a homeless man and the, this businessman just starts from where he finished the sermon, sort of like, and as I was saying, <laughs> and leads this man to Christ. And Brother Andrew is watching this, and he's seen the impact of this his willingness to preach to empty chairs, and then God continues this message, like almost like he took that message and stuck it in this homeless man's heart and prepped him to receive the next chapter of it on the way home. And that's always... I mean, it impacted Brother Andrew for his life, but it also impacted us to say, let's let the truth fly in our generation. Let's just every day get up and let's preach truth, even if there's no one in the room. Now, of course, we were capturing the audio of it and then sending that all over the globe, but it was our resolve to let's preach truth even if no one was present and even if no one listened to it in the podcast because our motivation is to bring glory to Jesus Christ daily and exercise our soul in proclaiming truth and that's how daily thunder started and it's crazy to think we're nearly at a thousand episodes that's it is amazing uh and we we have wondered if we should have called it daily thunder many times (laughs) (laughs) which is why like in seasons like this you know we're doing three days a week which is not daily yeah uh we 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 call things scattered thunderstorms over the over the season but but it's that heart of just that constant Mm -hmm. um proclamation of truth uh, to the world, but this this is, had a huge impact yeah. on that. Uh, any other key Im- impact points, or well, yeah, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I, I have quite a few. Uh, <laughs> but any else? Anything else you want to share? Maybe yeah, I think way. another one that would be important to share is his life verse for going behind the Iron Curtain into communist territory, very dark, and was he wanted to serve the church, to wash the feet of the church, to strengthen the church, and it came from a passage, Revelation three two, I believe it was, to the church at Sardis. Uh, where Jesus says to strengthen that which remains before it dies. And I would say the big picture vision of Ellerslie is Revelation 3.2. It's the commission of Christ to the church at Sardis to strengthen that which remains before it dies. We see the church dimming. We see the church flagging, and it's like a defibrillator, one of those like uh, you know electric jolt machines that hangs on the walls in like department stores or uh, grocery stores. If someone has a heart attack, you take that off the shelf, you stick it on their chest and zap them. That's Ellerslie. We're a defibrillator. And that again comes from this book. It's, we've been greatly influenced in our thinking to say, that's that's exactly what we're doing. He was strengthening the church behind the Iron Curtain. We're strengthening a church that doesn't even realize they're behind an Iron Curtain right now. We're dying here in America, and we need a jolt of truth, a jolt of the Holy Spirit in us to awaken us from our slumber, from our it's like our death slumber. So again, there's a lot of layers for that that I could keep unpacking, but those are two big ones for us. Daily Thunder and Ellerslie are both based on premise points that came out of this book. Mm, I so love this book. Uh, one of my favorite things about Brother Andrew's life is, and I feel like I say this for almost all these characters, I think it's just like, why? There, there's something about them as a picture of radical Christianity and radical faith. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's because in our generation, there's not easy people just to point to to be like, yeah, it's like... Uh, it's like all these dead people, you know. Like, <laughs> but I, I love Brother Andrew's willingness to go to the places that are not easy. Yeah. I mean, technically, after this book, because he'd been smuggling the Bibles in uh, behind behind the Iron Curtain, well, the book is written, and everyone knows who he is now. Mm-hmm. So instead of 
you know, letting it get to his head. He's like, okay, what's the next toughest place? And he literally turned his gaze upon the Middle East. And, and I, I just, whatever that aggressive Christianity is, whatever that audacious, bold faith in, in God mm-hmm. to say, okay, well, if God's calling me, he will equip me. God is a God of provision. Mm-hmm. So if I'm smuggling Bibles across the Iron Curtain and the troops are about to search my car, Lord, blind them. So they just can't see the Bible that's sitting on the seat next to me. And the story after story where this little tiny blue VW bug lasts supernaturally long, you know, with dust in the, in the engine and, or, you know, you have these, you have these scenes where you just see God's faithfulness yeah. and his provision through a man who just is willing to be surrendered, who walks in faith uh, and dependency and trust uh, in his, in, in the goodness and the commission yeah. of his God. I, I just love that about brother Andrew. I've talked with multiple filmmakers that their dream is to make this into a film. But I think in both cases, they were talking about it being episodic. It ha- It's such an yeah. epic story. It's not just a two-hour thing. It's like, oh, what an interesting story. This is like, there's probably 10 to 20 you know, episodes you could have in this drama, which is better than any drama you could see. It, this guy's life is epic. It's remarkable. And I think if I were going to talk about a characteristic... Uh, the audacity, the daring, all that is definitely my language. I love that about him. There's a quote that I gave in that that message, more radical. It comes from a quote that was sent over to us. I think Annie sent it over to mm-hmm. us after he passed away. Just sort of like, hey, guys, did you hear that Brother Andrew passed away today? And she had some quotes, I think, that her dad had collected. And one of them, okay, let's see if I can remember it. Uh, if I could live my life... He was asked if there's, yeah. if you could, if you know, like, would you do anything over again? Would you change anything in your life? And then yeah. this was, if his I was comment. going to live it over again. I would, I would be more radical. And I don't know how everyone else feels about that quote, but when you see probably the most radical man I've ever witnessed in my life say that if he could live life over again, he would be more, more. radical. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. we need to recalibrate what we deem fully for Jesus. Yep. And I love that. That's the Elisha audacity to say to Elijah, I want a double portion of whatever you have. And we're all looking around going, you're talking to Elijah. I don't even think a double portion could exist. And yet, that's what he wanted. He wanted not just what Elijah had. He wanted double of it. And that's... That's uh, Brother Andrew. He's a very precious man. And the, his passing, I, you know, I felt it deeply. Uh, just knowing someone like that is alive is a, is cherished. You know, it's just like, uh, and so when these pillars pass on, it is hard because we just don't have them anymore. Uh, Which I do think is a good commission for all of us who are listening, <clears throat> that we need these kind of people in this generation. We, we need Corey Tim Booms and Darlene Dibblers and Reese Howells and you know, George Mueller's and, and brother Andrew's in this generation. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things I've appreciated about walking through this greatest, greatest biography series is just that reminder that, you know what, this isn't just from, for yesteryear. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that God did great things in the ancient days. He actually wants to do something great today. Yeah. And, and maybe if I can just expound upon just that more radical, you know, I, the commission I keep hearing in my soul thundering is just, okay, well, then who's going to do it in this generation? Yeah. And I would almost commission all of us who are listening, well, what's stopping us? Yeah. In other words, let, let us rise up and be this the men and women in this generation that show forth the glory of God, who speak boldly the truth of Jesus Christ, 
and walk in a humility, but a dependency on the strong arm of their God, regardless of where culture goes. Yeah. And and just even as a maybe as a appreciation, I really love the fact that that you being with some gray hair now are leading <laughs> uh, leading that at least at least in our little world here. Uh, I so appreciate your stand for the gospel and your willingness to risk it all. Uh, and we're doing it from Little Windsor, Colorado, but yet it, the impact of that is is felt worldwide. And I really appreciate. Uh, just your willingness to, even though there's no biography written of you yet, uh, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to be that more radical. Well, so. well thanks. I, I definitely feel uh, so much smaller than what we're talking about here. And I, I would echo the same thing back, Nathan. I think that's one of the bonding points we have with the team here is we all know, I mean, we all appreciate and esteem the same things. And we the reason we appreciate these types of books is not just so that we can you know, philosophize about them, right. but so that we can live, live lives that aren't the same, but are of the same ilk. Yep. And so it's exciting to live in the hour in which we live. Amen. Well, again, we'll put links for all the books and then just a list of our, maybe not a complete list, but some of our all-time favorites. So if you're interested in diving even more beyond what we've talked about in this series, we'd highly encourage you to, to pursue Jesus Christ and just be encouraged by some of these great saints that have gone before us. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.